It's time for Event News Update. I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And I don't even feel like telling them to get bent today, Marcus. I'm too sad. The news we got yesterday that we'd suddenly lost Jeff Beck at age 78? Crushing. Absolutely crushing and completely out of the blue. That's because of what took his life, Marcus. Spinal meningitis. More specifically, bacterial meningitis. And I checked in with Marisa. She's a real-life nurse. Her real knowledge is medicine. And she said that the infection of the membranes that protect the brain and the spinal cord are what cause bacterial meningitis. It's usually sudden and progresses quickly and can worsen so badly that it causes life-threatening issues or death. And it's so serious that death can occur sometimes within hours of symptoms appearing. I wonder what happened that caused the infection to appear. Because that's what a normal mind would wonder when a guitar god is grabbed from our midst. And the shock in the guitar world alone, everyone from Paige to Iomi to younger guys too, looked to Jeff Beck and immediately had the most amazing tributes out there in the world. Vernon Reed was pretty active on Twitter yesterday when he found out. Saw that. I just did a guitar-oriented podcast interview with Eric McFadden, surrounded by guitars, just left, and this is the news. This is the first thing on my screen, SMH. We've had many bad days in the world of guitar. This, without a doubt, is one of the worst. Another brother born in 58, feeling it the way I'm feeling it, I think, really. And I guess when it comes to Jeff Beck, you got to turn to Rod Stewart, who had a birthday this week. He said Jeff Beck was on another planet. He took me and Ronnie Wood to the USA in the late 60s in his band, the Jeff Beck Group, and we haven't looked back since. He was one of the few guitarists that when playing live would actually listen to me sing and respond. Jeff, you were the greatest, my man. Thank you for everything. That's your mate. Yeah. Look at who he played with over his career as well. Stevie Wonder, Tina Turner, Rod Stewart, as you mentioned, Diana Ross, Mick Jagger, Kate Bush, Duff McKagan, ZZ Top, Joe Cocker, Brian May, The Pretenders, Roger Waters, John Bon Jovi, Ozzy Osbourne's Uh Patient Number 9, recently a kick-ass solo and guitar work from him. Ah, They lined up to be part of his world because sometimes he would disappear. And another member of Jeff's generation, Gordy Harmon from The Whispers, passed away in his sleep, 79 years old this week, his family reporting the news. He'd left the group a long time ago after an injury, but always a part of The Whispers. And I want to apologize to any blues lover who noticed that we missed an R.I.P. last week on the one and only Luther Johnson, also known as Guitar Junior. He was one of the last living members of the Muddy Waters band, people who actually played with Muddy when Mud was with us all. Muddy got him on track for an amazing career, and I would just say go Google Luther Guitar Junior Johnson. 
I don't know about you, Marcus, but I could use some good news. Funny you should say that, Ray. I've got some good news for you right now. In fact, it is news about healing and people uniting to enjoy. The Foo Fighters have announced their first shows since confirming they'll continue without Taylor Hawkins. The Foo Fighters announced festival headline shows, acknowledging they'll be a different band following the death of Taylor Hawkins. They're going to be playing May 26th through 28th, headlining. The Boston Calling Festival includes Paramore as one of the headliners, Queens of the Stone Age, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, the Lumineers, and Alanis Morissette, the National, the Flaming Lips, King Gizzard, and the Lizard Wizard also playing there, and I think Rival Sons and a bunch of other bands are going to be there. And you can see the entire lineup at bostoncalling.com. I saw that there was a new Peter Gabriel song. I listened Panopticom. New. First new Peter Gabriel in a long time. With Brian Eno helping out. I love that first single from him, and I can't wait to hear the rest of the album. And it's like 21 years after his last studio album, Up, which I can't believe it's been that long. It sure does not seem like it's been that long, because he's been so active on the road over the last bunch of years, playing in and Philly And he's done other there. projects, too, Marcus. True. I'm looking forward to hearing this, and Panopticon is really cool. The video, of course, is true to Peter Gabriel style. Very cool. And if I may, Marcus, some advice to reticent programmers of the radio dial. Try the bright side mix. You'll like it. Well, we never know which way the wind blows, so that's why we have the weather main up on top of the house. Tell you what, you too, you need a weather main and a lot of other heavy equipment to find out what's going on with them. Because remember, they put aside the whole album they were working on during the pandemic. It was just a few weeks ago or months ago. Yeah, I remember reading that story and sharing it. And I'm curious as to what they're going to do because they said they were scrapping it for something more rock and roll. Turns out it's related to something that's already out there. It's Songs of Surrender, reinterpreted songs from U2's catalog. And I think they've done like 40 songs. So I don't know what form it's going to take or anything like that. But there's a catalog number being issued for it. in the article explained that you 2 wrote most of their songs as very young men and they mean something quite different to them now and so what they're going to do is bring these songs back with the present day feeling and mood and a 21st century reimagining it's the songs of surrender uh, more and more details will be coming our way as we get them we'll pass them along to you here on the bent news update You'll never guess, Marcus, who's going to be the fill-in drummer on Late Night with Seth Meyers on NBC. That's true. They've had a lot of fill-in drummers over the years, so I can't even imagine who it'll be next. Danny 
fucking carry from Tool. What? The opening theme is being reimagined. It's going to be 12 minutes now. <laughs> Are you sure it's going to be that short? <laughs> well, they told him, hey, this is television, guys, even in late night. But he's going to be sitting in with Fred and the band January 23rd through the 26th. Kind of cool, right? Oh, very cool. I'm going to watch those episodes just to see what Danny does. He plays the fucking drums. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because they're far away from the outbreaks that are happening in China, but uh, Toya and Robert must be still feeling the effects of the pandemic because they've decided to continue their Sunday lunch series. It's so popular now that they can't even think about stopping. You know, they're tied into that for the next few years because of the fan draw that they have had over what Created they're doing. Thing, man. Oh, yeah. It is so much fun to watch. You need a smile. You will smile when you're done watching it. It's Robert Fripp and his wife, Toya Wilcox, together. And here's a taste of their latest offering, The Offsprings. The kids aren't all right. And now it's time for an episode release update from the one and only Marcus Goldman. What's coming out, man? Quite a few records are coming out, Ray. January 27th, The Smashing Pumpkins, A Tomb Act 2, which includes their latest radio single, Beguiled, will be released. Funny you should mention that, Marcus, because I went looking for the information on Beguiled, which is a killer track with a monster riff. Crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. And I couldn't find it on Act 1, and then I went... Wait a minute. There's three acts to this fucker. In the middle of the entire three-act release is the single that's got everybody talking about Smashing Pumpkins lately. Kind of cool. February 3rd, Korn's got Requiem Mass coming out, and that's the follow-up to last year's Requiem. Isn't I want to see what they're up to, because there's not much online saying what it is, except for they've added the word Mass to Requiem, which was last year's release. He may be back in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but John Frusciante's been busy. He's done a lot of solo work over the years, and this year he's got one and two coming out on February 3rd. That is one of the weirdest looking titles I've seen since Input Output by Gabriel. Seriously, man. <laughs> Brain stop. <laughs> His mind works in wonderful ways, and he plays beautiful mm -hmm. guitar, that Mr. Frusciante. What else is coming out? February 10th, we've got Paramore releasing this is why In case you've been wondering why it's taken over five years, this is why. <laughs> February 24th, Godsmack's going to be lighting up the sky with their new release. And they've got the single Surrender playing on rock radio right now. After almost five years, Shannon Larkin's getting out of the house. Shannon. And the rest of the band, too, you know. And the Gorillas have their eighth album coming out on February 24th called Cracker Island and Steel Panther releasing On the Prowl. I can't believe that Gorillas are putting out their eighth album. That's the real shocker in all this so far. Looking ahead, 
April 14th, Metallica, 72 seasons equals 18 years. I did the math. That's my note there. It equals 18 years. <laughs> it's a long time. That's what they're trying to prove. <laughs> We've been at this shit for a long time, guys. I know. I'm curious to hear what the rest of the album is. Curious doesn't describe it, my dear Marcus. I'm ready. Okay, even the doubters who claim that they don't like the newest Metallica are still ready and excited for the new Metallica. You know what I'm excited and ready for? Monday's release of the Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll podcast, wherever you get yours. The Electric Light Orchestra in the beginning. Oh, my. We both love the Electric Light Orchestra. Researching them and talking about it and really diving into their music has been a blast. So I'm excited to share this with everybody. It's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be like a fireball for your ears. A sonic all-day sucker. Monday. And that's going to do it for this Bent News Update. Don't forget, you can always find all of our Bent News updates at imbalancedhistory.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Ray Coob. I'm Marcus Goldman. And when you need to know... Get Bent! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.